Hey everyone, thanks so much for being here. We're super excited. I'm Annette Nave, my company's Nave Productions. I'm an event producer and we do corporate social nonprofits. And because of what's going on with this crazy time right now, I, we really just wanted to help the industry, see what we can do, pull everybody together. How do we shift, you know? This is just a, such a crazy time. So let me introduce Heather Hansen O'Neill is an international speaker, author, host of the popular From Fear to Fire podcast and creator of the Proven Fire Framework, helping thousands stimulate vibrant energy, focus, and laser action to achieve massive results. Heather is a WEC speaker, often writes for the Meeting Professional Magazine, has planned and produced over a hundred of her own events and works directly helping many in the event industry. She ignites an inner flame in her clients to help them see yeah. their truth, release their fears, and confidently take the right actions to achieve their goals. So Heather, thank you so much for being here. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. When you invited me, I was like, yes, I'm in. Yeah. We were chatting, we were like, we, we need to do this. Let's help, let's help corporations figure out what to do if you do a lot of live events or mm -hmm. just fear around what's happening right now and how do we think differently because obviously I have to you know I have an event business or I had an event business no, right? so we're all trying to figure out you know what's the next step so why don't you tell us a little more about yourself Oh, goodness. Well, uh, it all started. No, <laughs> don't worry, I won't go back that far. But I, I mean, I think of myself as a as a product of change. I, I started my first career was that of a professional dancer. Uh, it was fantastic. But then I injured myself, went back to school, had a great mentor. He told me to start a business. I did. And then my business over the last 20 years has morphed and changed along with the needs of the industry, of my clients, of my family. And I'm, I'm just excited to be in a place now where I've had enough challenge and enough change to know know um, that it, it's going to be okay. I know what to do in these situations. Kind of wish I, I didn't have to pull out so much of that within myself. I know. <laughs> you know, but it is right. what it is. We're here and we're moving forward. Yeah. I just celebrated my 10 year in business. 10 yes, years in business. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. And honestly, I feel like I'm starting all over again. So, you know, I'm uh, my AV team is on the call is on this right now. And I'm, I'm like, Rob, let's, let's like, we're always trying to figure out like, what's the next thing, how we just this morning had a call about an idea that I have that, um, you know, it's just a different way of thinking right now. So the title of the interview is courageous choices. Why did you choose this? Well, I mean, I think right now we obviously we have to be courageous and, and to be courageous, it, it means to be able to differentiate, I think, between what is real. And right now we do have valid, real fears that we have to look at, as well as what might not be and what might be just our own insecurities or, or anxiety, making things bigger than it needs to be. So we have both and we need to be able to look at that. And sometimes I think that one of the most courageous things that we can do is to be honest, to be honest with ourselves, to look at a situation honestly, to be honest with our clients, with our employees, as to where we are, and then do exactly what you just said, Annette, to be able to 
think differently, to courageously take action in spite of fear, right? And so there's so many opportunities right now where we could choose to be overwhelmed and feel stuck and afraid, or we can choose to think innovatively, to use the time uh, to connect deeper, to get creative and to try new things and to learn more about ourselves. Yeah, that's, I mean, same with me. It's, you know, I'm very involved in all of, a lot of my colleagues are getting together and we're on Zooms and we're on happy hours and we're all trying to pull together to figure out like, what is everybody doing? And the thing is, is nobody really knows what really the perfect thing to do, the right thing to do. And you just, I'm just kind of, you know, I've said, I'm just throwing stuff at the wall and hope it sticks type of thing. However, we are a strategic planning company. So I think strategically, you know, so mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out what's the strategy. And, you know, even with venues where they don't really know what to do right now, you know, it's just a very scary time for a lot of businesses. So I think that's really awesome. So what, is, what do you think is the biggest fear right now? I mean, we probably touched on it, but what do you think? Yeah, I, I think the biggest fear is really the uncertainty. Mm -hmm. You know, when when you're not feeling good, when something's wrong, you know there's something wrong with your body and you go to the doctor, oftentimes it's the anxiety right after tests are taken before he or oh, she yeah. tells you what it is, right? It's that uncertainty of not knowing that, you know, once you know, you're like, okay, I can deal with this. I can do something about this. And right now we're a world filled with uncertainty. And in particular, the event industry is all about uncertainty. We don't know, like a, a lot of my planner clients are furloughed. We have, like you said about the venues that, you know, we're, we're trying to find out when people are opening slowly. And, uh, you know, there's so much uncertainty about what's going to happen. And so I think that because that's one of the biggest fears and in the research that I've done and in asking a lot of people out there, they agree that that's, that's huge. So what do we have to do? We have to look at what we are certain about and kind of go back to our beliefs and um, that our gifts and our unique skills and how we can use them and our ability to control what we think and feel versus anything else because we have very little control over a lot in the world right now and so we can go back to what we do control and I think that's important that's so true so how do we get back on track okay I'm gonna say something that may seem a little bit weird but I think we need to allow it to change us you know, um, to be able to find the lesson and to, to look at how can we, you know, find the gift within ourselves, take the time to, to look at not only us, but our, our companies. How can we do things a little bit differently? Maybe move to virtual. How can we connect differently, deeper with our clients? Maybe network differently. Um, we have a lot of independent people, planners and AVs and, you know, all different suppliers that maybe will need to collaborate and do things just a little bit differently. So we need to allow this this thing that we never wanted to happen to to change us in a way that will end up making our companies better, will grow as people, and hopefully on the other side, our industry will will look back and say, okay, that wasn't fun, <laughs> but a lot of things are even better than they were before. Right. 
And I think a lot of people need the advice. So, you know, I, because I have an, you know, I have experience in event production, I'm a live event producer. However, we do a lot of live streaming. We do in our events. So taking what, how do you take a, a, a live event and make it a virtual event or hybrid? So I think just, you know, that people are looking for advice. So don't be afraid to try to help people. Everybody's looking for help right now. So, Oh my gosh. I find that I am feeling so connected yeah. to people because so, so many people are, are bringing out the best of themselves. And like you said, you know, people just want to help and we're finding, I find it very heartwarming that like I'm there for, for people, but I'm not the only one. Everybody that I come in contact with wants to help and serve. And so now's the time, right? Yeah, I'm more connected with my event colleagues more now than ever because mm -hmm. we are pulling together and trying to figure out how can we help our clients? How can we help them ship? Because people have businesses. Events are very big in the world, as you know. And so mm -hmm. we're also, also trying to help. So um, it's great. I want to give some specific advice for the, um, for the event industry and corporate folks that are on this call. And let's start with corporate. Okay. Um, you know, I've been doing a, a lot of work through the years, but in particular right now, helping my corporate peeps because um, I think that there's so much anxiety and fear that we're under communicating at times in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. And so I think that with this philosophy of serving the people, your people, your employees, it's going to come back to you. And so what I mean by that is thinking about what their needs are, thinking about um, how anxious they may be without enough communication and start to um, think ahead of what they might need. And that may include um, additional services that you never offered before. I mean, my topics are about overcoming fear and transition. So even though all of my wonderful live keynotes have been canceled. Um, I am doing a lot of work with my corporate people on providing their employees with programs like moving from panic to productive or how do I get over the fears related to isolation or am I going to be coming back? You know, all of these different questions that employees have and helping them the, 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 is that think ahead and serve their people, it will pay off, you know, in, in giving those skills, giving people the opportunity to get certifications, to learn new skills that they're going to end up coming back and using. It's really, really important. And that's going to come back in how they serve their employees. I mean, their, their end user customers. Yeah. And I just want to touch on the fact that you're a speaker because I am, I've done a lot of events for speakers um, and they have to think differently right now. You can still do keynotes. They're just going to be virtual. Or if we do a hybrid event where you can come to a stage, wherever that may be, um, we only have a few people in the room and, you know, we protect against uh, social, make sure we use social distancing because that's a big thing right now. But um, you can still do keynotes. They're just, people are shifting a little slower than, we would like them to, but I think people are just getting used to being in this environment right now. 
So that's something you have to think about. It can be virtual. It's just a different platform. It is. And you know what? You bring up such a great point, Annette. And it's so funny because you work a lot with speakers. You can can get away with saying, you crazy speakers, because you know it's true. We're just a different breed. We're crazy people. Um, And I think that one of the biggest things that you touch on is the fact that we, whether it's speakers or anybody out there, we become we become a little attached to what we love to do, right? And and this role that we see ourselves in. And so if I see myself in the role as a keynote speaker, I have to release that image. I have to just let it go right now. Yeah. And and even though you're you're doing the keynote skills or providing the, the keynote keynote content in a different format, you, you can't even think of it as a keynote because you have to shift and just say, okay, what what information do I have that's valuable to my clients? How can I help them get the most out of them? And it and it's the same thing. It's the same information. It's the same energy. It's the same thing. But once you release your attachment to what you thought should happen, then you can focus on what can happen. Yeah, but it's also a good point. Listen, speakers love to that energy of being on stage, right? The yeah. stage, the environment. I mean, I'm a production is live. Is there's nothing like it. And that's where I get super excited. So for me, as a virtual planner going into that arena, it's like it's a different animal. So you can still think outside the box and maybe set up your living room or whatever it is and make it feel like a stage and still present. People want to see you presenting. They don't want you to be in your sweats and in your like I, you know, we dialed up today for everybody <laughs> <laughs> with our hair up and yeah, we won't, we won't show them pictures of what we look like when we were doing a tech setup. No, nope. everybody knows at this point, but I don't do anything. You know, you want to bring some fun and excitement right now. And I think you can do that as a speaker, create some fun environment, put on heels if you need to. We talked about that. I was going to put some heels on, but I didn't, I didn't do that. So, you know, just to feel like you would feel on a stage, dress up, dress the part and do that. Exactly. So it's important to think like just because you're sitting in your house doesn't mean that you shouldn't set the stage for it. You know, that's I think that's going to make you feel feel better and give a better presentation. You know, OK. Totally so, agree with you. Um, all right. So I know that you have a lot of um, event, event industry experience, obviously. So before we move on to the event side of this, um, can you share a little bit about what that is? You know, I feel like I've always been in events because I had that dance background being on the stage. That's always been a part of who I am. But um, I do a lot in the industry, a lot of volunteering in the industry. I used to be not that long ago, president of MPI Westfield chapter. Um, I've like I, you mentioned in my bio, I've planned over 100 of my own events, um, a lot with with my role as executive director of a local chamber. I mean, there's a lot of things, but it didn't really hit me. Um, how immersed I was in the industry until I looked at the number of my coaching clients who are planners. And so I was like, okay, I'm in it. These are my people, right? And so the event industry, I'm really passionate about bringing it back, about making sure that we work together and that we get the best, most passionate, professional, amazing individuals together to communicate and brainstorm and, and bring it back better. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's true. So, so what tips do you have for planners? Okay. Um, I guess 
Let me give you a few. The first one would be to start from the inside out and look at you and you know, what, how you really are feeling right now and what you need. And if that means taking a little time for yourself to re-energize, to get your, your head on straight, do it, um, to include things that like movement or journaling or meditation, things that you know you need to keep yourself strong right now. And going back to listening to the rules about social distancing, washing your hands. I'm sure you've all heard that plenty. Um, but I know, but take a, take a look at what you need as an individual. And I think that um, that's why so many people are going back right now and getting certifications and learning new skills in different areas of the event industry so that when they come back, they're going to be more hireable. And that leads me to that second group, which is, you know, those of you out there who've been furloughed and that we talked about, you know, that biggest fear being the uncertainty. That's really, really scary. And I totally get that. And I, you know, when I think about it, I think it comes down to the amount of trust that you have with your company and, and even maybe a little bit with the industry overall as to how you're feeling right now. It's not just about you. It's about that that trust that you have. And, you know, looking at how we can network now more than ever and for even with our independent planners who are out there, you may need to change the way you do business. And so to network in a way where you may be thinking about strategic partnerships and coming together um, on projects that could end up being a part or a pillar of your business later on that could end up making you more profitable because you you hadn't thought of it before, but now that you're forced to add it into your arsenal of things that you do, it could end up being even better for your business later. So we just have to be creative and, and we need to think of what we need as an individual, what your company needs right now, um, learning new skills about contracts, you know, negotiate all that, all of that, as well as what the industry needs. Yeah, I as you know, I teach a lot of that with yeah. planners and stuff like that. And, and, you know, I have a program for event planners who want to start their own business and to help with a lot of that. But, um, you know, when I first started thinking, okay, how do I shift from, we don't, I, none of us like to use the P word anymore, the pivot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so over the pivot word. No kidding. <laughs> think of that word. But we, when we think about, you know, how do I shift um, I just, it's, it's like, wait, do I really know how to do a virtual event all the way through? And we do, it's just the same that you just have to work with a good AV team that can help you and give the right product for the right. So you meet with the clients, you sit down, you get the you help them with the strategy and you listen to what they want, what their goals are. And then you take it, your AV team and you work together and then you create something that is going to fit. And you don't have to know all the systems. There's so many out there. You just make sure that you get a great team to work with. And uh, we've been, I've been super lucky to have that, but I've also, you know, had some experience and just be involved. Can, if you're feeling 
fearful or just reach out to, I mean, I have lots of groups that I'm in right now. If you need to, you know, get into a group so you can feel like you're not alone. This is a time where we really need to be together so we don't feel scared. I mean, listen, sometimes I'm like, gosh, am I going to have a business when this is over? Am I, what, I just can't think of that. I have to take every day at a time and just mm -hmm. focus on what's coming in front of me. Like this interview thing, I never in a million years thought I would do this, but it's just hit me. And so I'm going with it. And you don't know where it's going to take you. You just don't know. And I want to help other people who are feeling the same way. And, you know, if we can help one person, that's really great. So, exactly. um, okay. So and I, do you have a resource for planners and, and corporate? I think you said you had. Some I do. I actually put together, um, a, a free resource called from panic to productive and I'm happy to share it with everybody here I'll see if I can um, type it into the chat area if anyone wants to click on it and looking at um, the research that I've done about the top issues that people in the industry are facing right now and then giving some specific solutions to help them through it so if um, if anyone's interested in that I'll see if I can put it okay. in here for you Okay, great. So getting back to courageous choices, what courageous choices have you had to make in your life? Wow. Annette, um, so many, <laughs> so, so many, like, and, and they vary in intensity. You know, the, the choice to, and this was a bad one, the choice to listen to the doctor that told me that I would never dance again. Mm. Right. And and then realized 10 years later that he was wrong because I'm dancing to this day um, to the choice. This was the good one to listen to the mentor that said, I know you have it in you. You need to start a business. You're an entrepreneur. And I'm like, ah, no, I'm not. And he goes, yes, yes, you are. And to listen to that. And also like every day as my my business was going through so many different phases of what my what my clients needed. And like I said, what I, what we needed is to listen to my heart. When I started to listen to my heart, those choices were the right choices. And sometimes I feel like a phoenix, right? So, and and I actually, maybe it's coming to me now because I, I am starting a program called the, the Phoenix. So it's about, about rising from the ashes, right? And so it's, in, it's fresh in my mind, but I feel like that sometimes. And I don't know if you've ever felt like this where you just feel like you're, you're like right before you're like blow up. You're, you're like, I can't do this another second. I, you know, you're filled with this anxiety. You don't know what to do. And then you even either hear something that sparks that fire or or you you pull something out of yourself that you never even knew was there that's that resilience that we need now more than ever and I think that so many people have more of it inside of them that they recognize and so it's it's all based on those moments and those decisions yeah. because we have choices every day to focus on the bad stuff or to focus on the good stuff right. and to focus on the, the problem or to find a solution and take action. I yeah. really believe so strongly in that. Well, planners are great with problem solving. Yes. So, but you know, when it comes to your own life, it's a whole, yeah, yeah, it's a whole lot of things. So some of the um, courageous things I've done is um, I, so I went back, I went to college for the first time. I was 38 years old. I'd never gone to college and I was sick of being in a room full of 
Harvard grads and Yale grads, and I was way smarter than all of them. So I was like, okay, this is, and I couldn't advance. At the time, I did not have, I was, I've been doing events for 30 years, but prior, this was prior to uh, owning my business 10 years ago. And I was, so I went to school, I graduated, did a great job. I was, that really gives you confidence, you know, when you do that. And then the other th thing was starting my business. Now, I started in just after the crash of 2008 because I figured I'm not doing anything. I'm bored. I was working for a commercial real estate company doing all of their events and was a director of operations. And I thought, okay, I'll just start a company. Like, I had a legal background, so I knew how to start the company legal life. And then... Um, and then I just, I started the company. I had no idea, but I figured, you know what? I got nothing to lose. Um, I, you know, why don't I just try? I got a year severance package, so that helped me to keep going, but it was scary. And now here I am 10 years later faced with what's happening with the business. So you know what? And that all the things that, that in our conversations that I hear about you, I know that's one of the other reasons, like, you know, I know you're a courageous soul too. And what you said though, really strikes me that I want to draw attention to is that I, you know, I didn't know what else to do. Or I think that we make those amazing decisions, those courageous choices often when we're in a place where we're really uncomfortable yeah. or we, we can't, you know, we, there's no other option, but I just want to let people know that you can make courageous choices even when you're just okay. I think I feel like some of the clients that I work with have the hardest time if things were okay yeah. or you know they're they're comfortable. People make much bigger strides when they're really uncomfortable, right? Yeah, yeah and you can look back and, and say, you know, listen, asking for help is I I reach out to colleagues and ask for help. I love helping people. I do it all the time with teaching and all of that. I teach, of course, at NYU. It's been a while, but I have, and it's mm -hmm. so rewarding. But, you know, you just have to have to reach out and ask for help. Um, so what, what can people do right now? What's some action that we can do right now? Well, I think that choosing one thing and taking action on it, one challenge that you're facing right now, because we're in the state of, like we talked about uncertainty, but also overwhelm. There's so many aspects of our lives that can be in upheaval right now, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it can be so overwhelming that we just get stuck and we don't do any actions. So in order to take action so that you can get that momentum going, choose just one challenge, right? Whether it is, you know, coming to you for help with those contracts that we were talking about that you help, you know, planners with in their negotiations. That's, that's one thing. We got to get this thing straight, the wording straight so that we can move forward when things go back to normal. Or it's my stress level is you know, off the charts and I know it's going to impact my health. So I'm going to do this one thing. And that is uh, five minutes of meditation every day or, or whatever it may be for you. Find that one thing that is a priority. I really need to get creative about my business and find out what I can do differently. So, you know, I'm going to start journaling each day and connect with one person that I know is where I want to be. And so there, there's so many options that we can do as long as we can get into that state of energy that allows you to take action. Mm -hmm. So try not to let the uncertainty, the overwhelm, the fear take you to a place where you're immobile. 
right? And come to you, come to me, come to other people that can help you to, to re-energize, to see things from a different perspective, to be able to make a different connection so that you can get a different response. Yeah. I mean, I am very resourceful. So if anybody has, you know, I, if I don't know the answer, I'm going to find someone who does or that person will. So definitely, um, I think that's super important. And listen, um, I had a point that I forgot what I was going to say about it, but it was about fear and just trying. You just have to try. The worst you can do is it doesn't work out. As long as you're not spending a lot of money, I'm all big on don't spend a ton of money on something if you're really unsure. But the biggest thing is I go with my gut. You know, you mentioned this stuff earlier is I go with my gut and most of the time my gut is right. And so I try to follow that, but being, you know, kind of realistic about what, and right now nobody wants to spend a lot of money. However, I am spending money on marketing because I think being visible and marketing is super important right now. You have to be visible. You can't just sit back and let all of this come to you. You have to take some action and that's fear. It's fear. I mean, even you know, I've never done a live interview before, but here we are. So, <laughs> well, here you are knocking it out of the park. And well, so are you. <laughs> I, although I've done so many Zoom meetings, it's like, it's almost like, you know, we start on Zoom and it, it's the same thing. So I run all my business on Zoom for years I have. So it's a big thing. All right. So we're, we're down at the, um, at the 30 minutes now. And, um, I want to open up to some questions. Does anybody have any questions that they want to ask? Because we would love to get some conversation going here. Yes, I'd love it. So you can, um, Annette, while you're checking Facebook, I can just uh, encourage those of you who are in the Zoom that to put your questions into the chat area, and we'll be able to take questions from both areas. And, you know, bring it on. And if we don't, Annette and I are, you know, as real as you're going to get. So if you, if we don't know the answer, we're going to tell you. We don't know the answer <laughs> or we'll give you our best, best shot. <laughs> so I, I do have one here from Debbie. Uh -huh. My introvert friends seem to be very content. I'm an extrovert and the isolation is driving me crazy. Oh, Debbie, I feel your pain. If anyone hasn't picked up on it already, I am a fellow extrovert. And it is, I have friends too who, who are just loving it, just sitting on the couch reading a book and I'm like ready to pull all my hair out. So what I will recommend is that you, you know, recognize that you gain your energy from people, from connections. And and use what you have available. And so, uh, Annette, you mentioned it. You do these happy hours to connect with like-minded individuals that keep your energy high. I don't mean nine hours of webinars that you have to watch. That's going to exhaust you. I feel like you. I'm doing nine hours. <laughs> right? It does because that's exhausting. I'm talking about picking the most energizing, awesome, positive people that you come across and get on a Zoom with them. You have to be conscious and those courageous choices that we're talking about, be conscious about where you're spending your time. And also now that it is finally getting a little bit warmer, warmer here in the Northeast, get outside and you can walk six feet apart from somebody and get your, your fix of yeah. connecting with another human, get creative because, yeah. you know, I understand Debbie, how hard that can be. 
Yeah, it's it's definitely challenging. So I got another question here. Um, uh, Lisa's asking, what do you really think is going to happen to the meaty industry? Oh, that's a we get uh, that all the um, calls. It's a tricky one. It's really tricky, and and you know what? I think that. Um, the meeting industry will continue to exist, but it will not exist in the way that we've known it before yeah. and that we shouldn't be afraid of that. And I feel really strongly that the way that the meeting industry is going to come back is by a small group of passionate people doing their best to help it. It's yeah. the individuals. It's the people who believe um, in in why why we meet face to face and why we exchange um, ideas and and why that's so important to continue in some capacity and um, call me an eternal optimist I know that it will be okay my problem comes into when. Yeah. Back to that uncertainty. Yeah. Um, I'm going to leave that to the powers that be that, that let us know who, you know, when we can do what. I am not one who can make that decision. Um, but I, I do have faith that if we come together and we use our skills, we can make it okay. So as an event producer and talking to a lot of hotels all around the country, because we're I still have, you know, most all of my clients moved to next year. We did move to the fall and then okay, they, good. it's now this, the shutdowns longer than we realized or was going to happen. So we've now moved everything to the spring. Mm. Uh, so we, uh, we, I have shifted. I have one that I might do in, in December, but the problem is, is they're still doing social distancing to the end of the year right now. Venues are. And so mm. how do you do that? You know, so that's a big challenge. So, it is going to come back. It's going to take a while. It's not going to, it's going to be a good year if that, I mean, but virtual is what is going to happen. And if you, you can still get a great message out there, you can still make money on your events. You can still do all of that. We can definitely help you with all of that strategy, but um, it's just a different platform. And so, you know, it's, just, I think, well, listen, we will adapt. We will adapt. You know, I'm a New Yorker, so I adapt to anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Come on. Come on, Annette. You have to share that that after your crazy like explosion in, in your area, oh, yeah. you just went back to sleep. You're a I New know. Yorker. I know. We had a um, uh, a, um, a electric, I don't know, what was the gas, gas line blew up at like two in the morning the other night. And I literally jumped out of bed and I'm like, okay, I'm alive. And then I looked and said, is the building on fire? It was just a like a, the, the other corner of my street. So I looked out and they had had another explosion, smaller one earlier. And I had fallen back to sleep. I just, you just fall back to sleep. The police were outside. So I figured, okay, they got it under <laughs> control. So <clears throat> it is a little scary, but you know what? This has been awesome. Thank you so much. I'm so Thank happy. How, how does everybody reach you? Oh, okay. So you can, anybody can reach out to me directly at Heather at HeatherHansonOneal.com. And I'll, I'll throw that in the chat area as well. I encourage you to check out my free resource from Panic to Productive. I hope you can find some value in that. Check me out on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. I'm, I'm pretty much all over, <laughs> except for on stage right now. <laughs> Thank you everybody for joining us and we'll be back for a, another episode soon.